this came to me right away when you were going to be on the show. Do you remember? I don't even know why you work here. Do you remember or why you said yes to being on this team? Do you remember how I treated you in the interview? I tell the story all the time. Well, let's hear it. It's my favorite story. (laughs) So I was fresh out of uh, art school (laughs) and you made me draw a picture on the spot in my interview And then you asked me if, when I looked into the future, if I wanted to be a chain-smoking artist somewhere in Europe. And if that's what I saw as my future, then I shouldn't be here. And I was like, "Mm, I don't think so. (laughs) Jerk. You you were mean. I just remember stopping the interview, and I looked at the other person in the interview, and I said, really? This this is who you recommended? And I was just joking, but if you don't know me, I obviously came across as a dick. And then at the end of the interview, I said, oh, you're an artist. And if you can draw this guy Mm -hmm. and it's reasonable, you have the job. Mm -hmm. And you drew it? Yeah. She took the pen. I'd have been like, um. And the paper and started sketching I did it on the spot. Oh, she wanted to work work here really bad. How did you have anyone? Working. I, I don't know. I was wearing my red blazer too, I remember. You remember that? Yeah. I just remember <laughs> doing that because I was not in the mood to do an interview and yeah. I liked you right away. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to see how much this person will tolerate me. Because if you can tolerate me. It was intense. You can I make was it. scared shitless. I mean, what were we two years apart? I started about two years after you. My experience was completely different from that. I think my interview was all of 45 seconds. Maybe. Maybe? Maybe. And I didn't even take my jacket off. Did you interview with Adam? Yeah. Yeah. In the cafeteria. I was in a good, oh, I was yeah, in okay. a good mood that day. Yeah. He's like, hey, yeah, uh, you want a job? I left and I called my mom and I was like, I think this crazy guy gave me the job, but I don't really know. He yeah, said no. he would send me an offer. I did not have the same experience. <laughs> so on today's show, we have Becca Pfeiffer. No. McGlashan. No. Just we Becca. Have Becca. Yes. And Becca is the longest standing member Woo-hoo! of our team. Yay. She has survived the gauntlet. She has. And we touched on it at the beginning, but you went to school for uh, art. Mm-hmm. This is not where you thought you would end up when you were in art school. No. And so what was it? How I, I forget the path on how you even got to the interview or why you were recommended. You had someone working for you who was my assistant manager. I used to work at Softmom, the shoe store. Um, And I just graduated from university. And she said, listen, like, (laughs) you should come try an interview at this place. Like, I think you'd be good for it. So, and I had like nothing else going on. So I was like, yeah, for sure. Let's do it. And then, yeah, it kind of just like snowballed from there. I do remember early days when you were learning the business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's something that's important to touch on only because a lot of people, yeah, I want, I'll try mortgage agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a big learning curve. Yes. We had a lot of heart yes. to hearts. I think that's yes. why we're so close is because I would see your reaction Mm-hmm. on the sales floor mm-hmm. and my heart would break for you a little bit. I would like silently cry at my desk. The yes. sales floor, all of what, six by six? Were you guys sharing an yeah, office at that very, time, right? Yeah, it was a very <laughs> tiny office. So everything, everybody heard everything. Yeah, um, it's yeah. tough. Very open concept like it is today, yeah. but a lot harder. If the mistake was made back then, it was 
more critical. I remember uh, you and I had a conversation out in the hallway at that old office. <laughs> and you were like, listen, one of us in the office thinks you're just sinking your own ship right now <laughs> every time you cry. But you're like, but I see something and I believe in you, so you have to believe in it too. And like, that's kind of where I started changing and becoming more confident for sure. But yeah, I used to cry a really, lot. <laughs> like not like tears, but I like sit at my desk and like try to will the tears to go back into my eyes. I think for this team now, I think you need to come in once a week because I think we have a few people going through existential crises daily. <laughs> I That was a real big turning point though in your career Yeah, because I think most people, I did see something in you. Mm -hmm. I still see it every day, every time we are connected. And we'll touch base on how you've been out of the office, a lot mm -hmm. of changes with your life. But you were willing, uh, something about you and I, we just, I knew you believed in me. Yes. And I believed in you and I knew you could do, you could do this. But I think the average person would have packed it in. Mm -hmm. Not that you weren't doing numbers, but no, I, I, know. I even remember pulling you apart and being like, maybe this isn't for you. Yeah. For me, like it was never and still to this day is like not about the mortgages. I remember like when I first started the training that you would give us was like for me, like life altering. Like it wasn't training about mortgages. It was like training about me, like how to not fix yourself, but like figure out what makes you work, what makes you drive, like why you are the way that you are. And I never had that from anybody and I was just like, this is like what I've needed for years now. And like, I can't believe like I fell into this. And it was just like, it was, yeah, like life changing. And that, that's why I'm here still. I think, uh, and I remember in those trainings, even you, because you were young and you were back, you're still going, you're taking time off school. Yeah. And the impact, mm -hmm. I still remember playing that video of the homeless man. Oh my with the haircut right? balling right. my eyes and out. giving the $20 <laughs> or giving the money to the homeless man and his genuine reaction, how that changed his day. Mm -hmm. And in this industry, we deal with large loan amounts. There's, there's uh, large commissions sometimes and you can lose sight of how important kindness mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is all around the walls in here. Cause yeah. I believe in that. Uh, even if I'm a jerk sometimes, how important it is to be kind to the client and understand what it's like to yes. to be in their shoes. And I remember somebody in that training, and I don't remember exactly who, to be honest with you, or I would uh, say the name, but I don't. Mm -hmm. But somebody made like a an offhand comment about it, about it, and I kind of dressed down the entire room about you have no idea what twenty dollars means to somebody. Yeah, what a kind word means to somebody. Yeah. And I remember both of you. I was like falling. openly crying. Yes. Falling. Yeah. Well, yeah. So those are the things that I see in people. And when we build this team, that really mattered to me. Yeah. No, yeah. you don't have to come here and cry. Yeah. But you have to understand that our client base is not from the, is not typically from the bank. Well, we help those people too. We're solving problems mm -hmm. and to really solve someone's problem, you have to care. Yeah. And yeah. those videos were. I don't want to say tests, but there were ways to kind of like open your mind to how important it is to care. Because I'm with you. Yeah. I didn't wake up to be a mortgage agent. That wasn't my dream. I like to help people like solve problems. Mm -hmm. And this is the greatest business to do that because you can teach them about credit bureaus. You can teach them about how the credit system works, how their mortgage works, mm -hmm. why the bank approves this and doesn't approve that. And those and how to make the next best steps. And those are the things that Mm -hmm. matter most to me and I want that I need my team to care about those things for yeah. sure there's a moment 
that always sticks with me from the very first office I worked at with you in training where you played a video of someone yawning and you like waited to look around the room to see if anyone else yawned. And I really had to, but I was like, I can't yawn. Like this is so I was just about to. And I I was like, "Mm." and then the video stopped and no one yawned. And Adam was like, see, like none of you are empathetic. Like normally the human response is if someone yawns, you yawn too. And I remember in that moment being like, damn, like I really need to just like start acting like how I should act. Cause I was afraid to yawn. Cause I thought that that would like piss you off, but that's really what you wanted. Yeah. So yeah. I remember in that moment, like switching my mindset, I was like, okay, I understand what these trainings are about now. Like, yeah, yeah I always think about that moment. And lot. I think a lot of the time too, we lose sight of what's important, right? Like yeah. life gets ahead of us. So those constant reminders of the little things that matter, mm-hmm. like it's, it comes down to even, I always say like, is just a cup of coffee. Like that's mm-hmm. one that I resonate with every single day where yeah. No matter what you're going through or what someone's going through, that coffee is important. So when you go to Tim Hortons, you go to Starbucks and they're like, hey, here's your cup of coffee. And you look them in the eyes. My favorite lady is just over there at Tim Hortons. And every time I see her, when I genuinely tell her, have the best day. You mean it? I mean it. Mm -hmm. And when she gives me my coffee, like this morning... She knows I can't have dairy. So this morning she's like, I made sure it was oat milk. I was like, thank you so much. What a sweetie. I've been in traffic for 45 minutes, although a little issue was something overwhelming because I knew Mm -hmm. and a lot to do. And I was like, thank you so much. She goes, and half sweetener. And I was like, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's just something that's important, right? It's just something that really means something. And when it comes down to um, all the other things going on in the world, sometimes the simplest things matter the most. Mm -hmm. So then what is it? You know, outside of the training, what is the it about Newborough for you? Or Newborough sounds so like, ooh, we were Newborough. But like, what is it mm-hmm. about what we do that maybe the the average person on the outside just wouldn't, like wouldn't know? Yeah, they just think we're a mortgage company. Yeah. Um, we're so much more than that, and it's always been for me about the clients. Like I always have been and always will be like so invested in each one of my clients like I really do care about why they're coming to us why they're in this predicament how I can help them and like the plan and that's really like what we've built our business on like we're not just a one-time shop for the money you need it's like about really fixing what you need help with when you can't do it yourself and like that's what always is on my mind one of my favorite things is many of you past guests and I know people that will be on this show mm-hmm. who are part of this team have so much ownership of the company mm-hmm. which yeah. has happened organically I never yeah. hired you and said and you're gonna own some of the company right yeah but when you you say like our what we do what our our business yeah. that's what I wanted to build when we started this that everyone yeah. in here should have that type of fee- that ownership feel mm-hmm. because yeah. then you are more likely to go the extra mile to help somebody because you feel like yeah. you're part of something a lot bigger. Yeah. It's for not sure. just another number on the board for the month. Like every client that you have the fortune of dealing with is like so important and you need to remember that. So then that brings me around. We ask everyone who comes on this show about impact moments or client stories, things mm-hmm. that stand out. You've done a lot of mortgages mm-hmm. in your seven yeah. plus right? It's more mm-hmm. seven years and months, but like there's got to be ones that stand out where you know, and I, I can think of some of yours. Just yeah. that's one of the things I like about the show is that when I have someone, I know they're being a guest, I'm like, oh, I wonder if they'll talk about mm-hmm. this deal or that deal. I mean, I'm a dinosaur, but I still have a decent memory. Mm-hmm. So I remember these key moments. So you got to have some. 
Yeah, there's two that always stick out in my mind. Um, one was when I had just relatively started and it was a couple and they were like so drowning in debt. And I don't think either of them really knew the magnitude. Yes, thank you. The magnitude of the other one's situation. And so, and I met them on a weekend because it was like I the only remember. time that they could meet. You text me after this one. And um, when we went through all the figures of like everything that we were going to take care of, it was like an atomic bomb went off and they asked if they could go talk in the cafeteria, which like is always needed. It's always good to like give your couples time. And they were like, I've never heard people scream at each other this I way. I my old body. Yeah, like I was scared. <laughs> like I was a little bit naive still and like new to the business, but they were just so defeated and so broken. And so I gave them their time and they like really like hashed it out. And then they came back and were both like reconnected with each other, but like bawling their eyes out. And like that was one of the most emotional signings I've ever had. It really like made me understand like these people need help. Like aside from money, they need like a they need like some guidance. Yeah. So that one I always think about. You and text then, me, sorry, you text yeah. me when that was over. I think when they were in the cafeteria, yeah. what was happening, and then you text me afterwards, being like, "This was the most intensive yeah. therapy." Yeah. And I'm not a yeah. therapist, and I was like, yeah. "I know," but a lot of the times you're going to counsel people. Because they don't know mm -hmm. your yeah. financial habits. We've mentioned this on the show before are from you, you know, what you've been taught through your family, even if they were to teach it in school, yeah, in high school, you're going to be busy doing other things, focusing on, you're going to say, well, that's something for later in life. I'm not, not everyone's going to take that information when you're in it and you're married and you have family and you have car payments and mortgage and you've got all this credit card debt you do feel, we use the terminology like drowning, or you mm -hmm. feel suffocated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when we see it a lot where one side, husband or wife doesn't know about the husband or wife or the partners have no clue yeah. that you have a $10,000 credit card. You never mentioned it because more than half couples don't talk about their finances. Yeah. yeah. And that's a thing. That's another thing too, where even when we're dealing with clients who've worked with other brokerages or previous mortgage agents, yeah. a lot of them have never been faced with actually speaking to their significant other. Yeah. Right. So if you're coming at it from a perspective of just trying to make commission and money, you're really losing that human element where in reality, we're talking about these topics that we talk about every single day, yeah. but we're talking about it with someone who can't say it in their comfort of their own home, mm -hmm. let alone over the phone yeah, or right. in a public setting. Yeah. Right. So the reaction that you got that day was exactly what a lot of people try to hide from. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to too much and it comes to light, then it becomes again, what we get faced with was, yeah. is that anger, is the frustration. So as mortgage agents, we sit there, the only reason we're getting to that point is because we're really digging deep and mm -hmm. we're getting to what needs to happen. Yeah. And we're co coming and we always say change is uncomfortable. So our conversations that we have are uncomfortable mm -hmm. and the change ahead of them is also uncomfortable. That's why they need the support that they can get from a mortgage agent at Newboro. Yeah, for sure. I'm so glad I got to experience that one early on because it really opened my mind to what I'm doing here and what my purpose is here at Newboro. So I, I, it was like a three hour meeting, yeah, client meeting. Yeah, and, sometimes and they are. I, call, I think I called or texted you after like I was drained, but it was such like a experience and I'm so happy I got to have really, it like set me up for like how I wanted to deal with like all my future clients and all the plans that I helped them with. So it was good. And the other one you were going to mention? The other one's just such a sweet lady. She's like a, she was a PSW, had like three different jobs at different locations. And the only time she could meet was like nine at night, which is fine. That's totally fine. And so I remember signing her and then 
we went through all the paperwork. I came back. And then when I went back into the room, she had fallen asleep on the desk because she was just like so exhausted. Like, and I didn't want to wake her, but she had a bus to catch. Like I just, and she was so sweet. Her and I connected so well. Um, And then I just remember like at the end of the year, I got to pick her for like our Freedom Lends a Hand campaign at the end. And when I called her, she was just like, oh. God, like she was so appreciative. I think I remember this. Clip. And I was like, don't cry. Yeah. Like it's totally fine. Yeah. I just yeah. seeing her, how much she was like exhausted from everything. I just, that one sticks with me too. I let her take a little quick nap before I yeah. woke her up. That's so powerful. Yeah. yeah. So like, that's one of the things that's, <clears throat> I tell my, my older kids, <clears throat> that's why I do it. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's for those stories. It's not for what's the best rate. Right. It's yeah. about, those like you those type of when you get to touch and we do thousands of mortgages when you get to touch those people and change mm-hmm. their life their course yeah. of their life for the good and they follow it that's mm-hmm. that's worth every that's coming in here every day like i never once don't feel like i don't want to come yeah to the office right yeah. um on don't didn't you also have a crazy wasn't it you that had a client that had to come from the border one night? Yes. And you stayed till no, like so two or ha- three in the morning. So her and her and her mother were who owned the house together. She was here, but her mother was in like Rochester, New York. And if I didn't get the deal signed that night and sent back to the lender, they were going to enforce on their house the next day. So I basically like this. I may, didn't make her, but. I asked this client to drive to New York to pick up her mother to come meet me. And yeah, I think I stayed at the, like by the time they got to the office, it was like two in the morning. And so I met with them. We like went over the plan. I, yeah, that one was crazy. That's before the that digital before technology process. Yeah. So like yeah. We, we did everything in I'm person. I'm pretty sure you've had clients, even from what I remember, driving five hours from yeah. Ottawa. Well, this one, like for round trip, it probably took her like Ten. six hours yeah, or something crazy. more. Yeah. But like, just so I could have the paperwork to send to the lender who was going to enforce that night to be like, no, like these clients are serious. They're not losing their home. Like this is crazy. And we had a sign in pairs rule. So someone yeah. had to stay with you yeah. and yeah. a manager stayed yeah. all the way. So we, I know the horrors of not taking yeah, we were <laughs> signing partner. Yeah. We were just all in the office. Very, very <laughs> like little <laughs> raccoons in the night. Yeah. It was, that was a wild one for sure. That is wild. Yeah. You've had a lot of life changes mm-hmm. since the day I made you sketch somebody to get a job <laughs> to yeah. to now today. Like yeah. how is marriage and motherhood and a career and trying to manage all that? Yeah, it's been, um, I'd say the past three years have been a whirlwind of sorts. Yeah, um, yeah I've, since I've met you, I've like become a homeowner. I've gotten married. I've gotten to go to BC. Um, I have two children now, which is kind of crazy. crazy. Yeah. You've actually owned three homes. Yes, we've owned three homes. Which is crazy mm-hmm. in the span of five years. Mm-hmm. And like shortly fresh out of university, like I bought a Jeep Wrangler. Like, I remember lots that of fun bad boy. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, my life is totally different. Um, and a lot of the things that I've accomplished, like I never pictured myself doing them before this job. I never... My parents got divorced when I was young and like never owned a home again after they separated. So like I never saw myself owning a home ever. I never really thought about marriage much um, based on my parents or children for that matter. So I've changed a lot since I've met you. Well, it's Eric's fault, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. blame me. 
I feel like I'm getting teary. Just a, I feel You're like allowed you, to cry. Remember from training? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I feel like Yawn, you, you opened my mind to a lot of possibilities that like I didn't think was possible before. So one of my favorites was we used we would go we would set goals long. Mm-hmm. Now we call those standards because goals are temporary, but we set goals. And I remember you saying to me, yeah. oh, I really want to go to the UFC because I want to accomplish this, but I and set it out for like the next five years. Yeah, because you had us do like our one-year goals and our five-year and like maybe a 10-year. And Isn't I had, the picture? What picture? When you did the really cool picture. Oh, five that, was, year. that was one thing we did, yeah. The five-year was a picture, but yeah. I had one, I was really into Ronda Rousey because she was like, her thing was like, don't be a do-nothing bitch, which like I thought was super cool. But I had put go to see Ronda Rousey on my five-year plan. And when you and I sat down to like go over everything, you were like, why is this on your five-year plan? Like you can easily do this in your one-year plan. And she was fighting that New Year's Eve in Vegas. So you were like, you need to go. And thank God I listened because that was her last fight ever in the UFC. Did you, you made it? Yeah, yeah. I went. No, I was there. Yeah. yeah, I was really hard on her. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? This is a trip. Yeah. You can't, you can do this. This is a. But that's like to put into, into perspective, like at the time, like I didn't think that I could accomplish that until like five years, which sounds crazy. It was like, I had to just take the leap when you were always so encouraging to like do the things when you can do them. You have to burn your boat. boat. Burn your boat. Right? You have to. Because once you do that, there's no plan B. You have to decide, mm-hmm. I'm doing it. That's how I'm going to do it. And yeah. when you told me that day, I, when she retired, I remember you and I having a moment. Like, if you imagine if you had just waited. Yeah, if I didn't go. Right? Like, I had this similar thing <clears throat> uh, last year. And I'm, I was like, oh, wow, my favorite team is playing the Bucks, And it could be Tom Brady's last thing. And mm-hmm. I said, ma'am, I don't know if I'm going to go. And I had somebody do that for me where Ian was like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You go. go right now. Good. And he retired. Yeah. Right? So you you just never. Yeah. I I need it too from you guys, right? It's a two-way, it's a two-way sure. street. And I think that's that's the give and take that we have. That's my, yeah. a lot of us have that. I have a relationship with a lot of you. That yeah. That's one of my things that I will long when I retire. Yeah. Those are things I'll remember where I just could not get over that you would set that bar so far away when yeah. there's something you could do immediately that's like how i had lived for so long like pushing things off because i didn't think it was possible to do it like in the immediate future um and you definitely helped open my eyes that you can do it differently you don't have to just wait around for things to happen like you are the one who makes things happen you gotta be yeah yeah all right we're gonna wrap it up but i w- i would like you to because You've been in and out of the office for a while, and you're here today, and you're yeah. walking around, and you're get, you had your old, your old spark back. I know, <laughs> right? And it's one of those things. Like when I say to you, like, why? What? Do, why do you want to be back here? What do you want? Why? Like, I need you. Why mm-hmm. do you want to be here? What is it that that feeling when you get here? It's like it always comes down to me for helping people. Like you had me walk around today and do like two deal desks, and like immediately the fire within me was like lit. And uh, (laughs) like it was, I'm like, damn, I've missed this. It's like, I love like looking at the situation and like figuring out what's best, how to fix it, the best like course of action. Like I like all of that. And then not to mention, like I like being able to educate the other agents and help them maybe think of things outside the box that they weren't necessarily thinking of in the first place. Um, Yeah, I've been like working from home for like the past two years, basically since I've had the kids. So I really miss the office life. 
Hey, you're more than welcome to come back at any time. <laughs> Anytime. I Anytime. hope so. All right. Well, this is where we cry. So okay. you have Kleenex. This is, uh, you know, you had a really rough start. I saw, I, mean, I was mean to you. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> I, I watched you get into those situations where I could tell like mm-hmm. it was causing emotional damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but you fought through it. Mm-hmm. You trusted me. You believed in me. Mm-hmm. I love you for that. Mm-hmm. I'll always stick my neck out for you. Yes. You're, Same. I know. You're, we're a ride or die. That's my one of my things with you. Like even when you weren't working, you're out of the office and things were happening yeah. outside of here. It was 11 o'clock and you and I are texting each other being like, oh, really? Can you believe this is happening? Yeah. Um, but those things matter a lot to me. I can't mm-hmm. replace those. I know. I'm not going to cry. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. You look sure. like you might. I might. I might. <laughs> I see the tears. I'm, I know. Well, I have a bunch of kids. All of a sudden you become an emotional yeah, baby. For real. <laughs> but it's one of those things that I... When you're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just so, so I love a relationship. I could never repay you for, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here without you and Don't your, your do effort. Don't do it. It's true. <laughs> I, wouldn't, right? I wouldn't either. It's that teammate that when you pick, you select your team, you're going to build a team. If I was going to leave tomorrow and start mm-hmm. uh, an art team? shop where <laughs> we all start smoking cigarettes and doing prints, uh, you're the first person I yeah. call. Right? It's those. I mean, we jokingly call you dad, but. That's like what you are. I know it hurts my feelings. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. no, in the sense of support and encouragement, and you're always there for us. And I'm gonna cry. yeah, the tears they're coming. No. It's okay. Grown men and women cry. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna no, cry. We don't. So I Here love you. <laughs> I love you too. And uh, I wait. I want to end this with oh. think about what you're thinking about when your energy is low. That's a quote that he t- told us in training years ago, and it stuck with me. I still have the thing you printed out for me. I have it on my wall. It's black and white from our old printer. <laughs> I carry that with me all the time. Right? It's yeah. such a, when you're sitting there and you don't want to do something, Yeah. you should pay attention to what it is you're thinking about that's distracting you. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I had a thing on the board yesterday for the team that it was the cost of being not, not hustling, not mm-hmm. thinking about what you're thinking about when you're not doing anything. Yep. Has, it has a cost. It has a yearly cost. So if you want to make fifty thousand, or if you're making fifty thousand, you want to make one fifty. It's costing you a hundred grand mm-hmm. every year yep. to be to not hustle, to not care about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm glad you still remember that because I remember you right after training, you wrote it on your de- on your yeah. computer screen. And I was yeah, like, well, I, I reached one person out of twenty. No, I still have <laughs> it with all the little thumbtack holes in it. Yeah. All right, it's been a pleasure today. Yes. Thank you. So good to you. Back Thank in the you. office. <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Well, you've been, uh, thanks for another episode. Yes, of, thank you uh, so much for joining us. Take care. Until next time. Thanks. Bye.